um, because I love the coins that I love. And so, yeah, I I go deep and I tell you why and I tell you all the use cases and why I think it's going to outperform the market and Tara has. And I'm not surprised when that happens. Is there a coin called Nikki? There's not, but there's a wife called Nikki and she's my favorite. I read the white paper. I just want you to go deep on Nikki. That's what I want. Anyway. I love that. um, I I personally (laughs) love that. Hello and welcome back to Shit They Don't Tell You After Dark. Nope. Nope. No, no. If you want to listen to shit they don't tell you after dark, that's actually a bonus episode we do monthly on our Patreon, patreon.com slash sticky. That was a plug. I did it on purpose. I don't think you did. I did it on purpose. Well, how come you didn't do it during show rehearsal? Welcome to shit they don't tell you. I'm Nikki Limo. Hello, my name is Crypto King. And today, wouldn't you know it, we are talking about crypto. What a fitting ep- episode what for a, what a perfect guest. A crypto king. So if you recall, a couple weeks ago, uh, maybe a month ago, we did a Crypto 101 episode. And we had a bunch of questions for like the basic questions. Yes. If you're just getting into crypto and you want to learn how to get in and you want to know everything about everything to get you the started. Basics. You want to buy the basics. All the basics. Well, I mean, it's it's a really long list of basics. Yes. So, so long that we had to split it into two parts. So this is part two of those basics. If you want part one, go find it. It's on in this playlist. Yeah. If you just keep scrolling, you'll get to Crypto 101 and that's the where it starts. And uh, if you're interested in uh, going further with this information, you may go to our Patreon. Yeah. Steve actually does a live stream Every week, sometimes multiple times a week, yep. on the current state of crypto and what his favorite coins are and how to get them and why and what how to study and read the market trends and all all kinds of stuff. And, and huge shout out to our, our crypto corner community on uh, Discord. You guys are like legends. I love all of you. A lot of so. people have made a lot of money, I've been told, by that's, them. By them. That's what they say. Straight from the, their mouths. Well, from their keyboard hands because i have scammed them them. well as they say (laughs) yeah exactly all right so moving on we are just going to continue on this list of basic 101 crypto questions yes and hopefully you're all caught up to this point and if not no worries these are still just the basics so you can jump in at this point as well right yep okay so i think this is where we left off i don't know for sure hopefully i'm not repeating anything but uh, i think this is where we left off so, how do you keep track of the coins that you've invested in? Yeah, so you're going to get, um, there's an app called Blockfolio. Uh, and you can, well, I guess now it's called FTX because FTX, the exchange, bought Blockfolio. It doesn't matter. Point is, you just, you type in FTX crypto into the app store of wherever you are at, you're at, like Google or uh, Apple, and it'll it'll come up and you can populate um the values of what you've bought and when you bought them, which is great, and what exchange you bought them because the prices all vary between exchanges sometimes. And you can actually view your portfolio that way, which is super handy. That's really handy. It's also handy for tracking all of your moves so that for tax purposes, you can like know what you did when. Yeah, Yeah. that's great. That's what an organized way to keep track. Um, Okay, Uh, what websites do you recommend finding crypto news? Uh, CoinDesk is one. Uh, Coin Telegraph is one. I love Coin Market Cal C A L. Um, I go there all the time. Um, yeah. I would like to know. Like, this is not on this list, but sure. I have this question. I always ask my favorite investors with the in the stock market, like what what they 
where they get their news, but also how often and like what exactly are things that they're checking for. Right. So you're looking, okay. Well, it depends on your, it depends on your interest, just like the stock market. Mm -hmm. Like if you're like when you first got into stocks, you bought BB, which was a clothing company because you you actually were using BB. You liked the clothing. For those of you who are not old, BB, Bebe, BB was a fashion company that was very popular in the early 2000s. Yeah. And so, and similar to that, I have my own personal use cases that for crypto that I find very valuable. And so there are some people, and by the way, you know, this is why I love the crypto corner people. They tell me about coins they're interested in. And then I'm like, well, that's fantastic. I'm not better than your coins and I'm not smarter than you for not buying it. It's just not something I'm personally into because I don't play games on the blockchain or whatever it is. Yeah. It's just not for me. Yeah, you have to follow your interests, follow your dollar. You have to. And so for me, my biggest thing is always finding things with a lot of users. I find that things that have a lot of users can make you uh, more money. Mm -hmm. And things that are being adopted, I I like more than like things that are maybe, you know, there was a project called Gollum that I got into in 2017. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. And, And this is a perfect example of like, you know, you learn things in the space. So the idea is like we're going to do a, a decentralized supercomputer where we can take everyone's unused like PCs and laptops and when people just are like letting them sit at home idle and on, yeah, you can make money off of them. Well, it was just a really complicated concept and it took so many years to deploy and there's nobody fucking using it. So like did I spend my money wisely by investing in Gollum then? No. Would I have done better if I invested in some of the mainstays? Yes. Thankfully, I only took like a sliver of play money and dumped it in there. Yeah. But, the, but that's what I mean. I learned from that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 good. to You can get cute if you want. You can invest in things that are like, oh, man, this will be next level. But unless it has users, it really doesn't matter. Yeah, you need the volume. You have to have volume. You have to have people using it. You have to have people interested in it. And they're excited enough about it to tell their friends and then their friends use it. It reminds me of like how the stock market used to be with like penny stocks in like the 80s, you know? Exactly. It's like, yeah, you could buy it for cheap and you could potentially make lots of money, but there's just a lot of promise. There's a huge ceiling for those, but but they also could never take off. Okay. So what websites do you recommend following crypto price action? Uh, I would go to CoinMarketCap because the market does too, but I I love CoinGecko more personally why just more customization mm. but coin market cap has actually caught up with them a little bit they were used to be pretty lazy as far as that uh, as far as implementing and iterating but now they've done that so i like coin coin gecko and coin market cap the best but bit screener i love as well bit screener i use all the time to to um it's a, just a quick way to tell you know if the project i'm in how how it's done like in the last six months versus other projects it's yeah it's great Okay. But it's buggy. How how do I purchase how do I purchase cryptocurrency? Like can I purchase it anytime? Where do I purchase crypto? Do I need a bank account slash credit card slash debit card? Uh yeah, you need a bank account for now. Uh not not maybe if you're listening to this two years from now, maybe that's not the case. Um, because there's a lot of things that are moving towards fiat on ramps for crypto that I'm very excited about, by the way, including Terra, which is my baby. They're, they have a project called Alice coming soon where you're going to be able to use a debit card that transacts in UST, which is a stable coin fixed to the price or it's, it's fixed to Luna. Mm-hmm. Point being is that there's going to be, 
I think answers to those problems like in the near future, people who get their bank accounts limited because of crypto purchases, for example, they're not going to have that, that worry soon. Okay. But in the meantime, yeah, you're going to need a bank account. You're going to need, you know, Coinbase or Gemini, one of the fiat on ramps. Qcoin has, takes debit cards now. Like the, the space is different than it was like three, four years ago. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's more options. Okay. Is Robinhood a good place to buy crypto? No, fuck no. I hate Robinhood. (laughs) Why? I hope they list all my coins there. In fact, Robinhood, the CEO of Robinhood, he's an investor in Terra Luna. Happy about that part of it, but I'm disappointed about the rest of it because it's siloed. You can't pull your crypto off of Robinhood right now, right? They don't have a blockchain implementation where you can actually just export your crypto. Hmm. So your crypto is siloed on, on Robinhood stuck and basically, it's like it's like um, you 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 can't do anything with it. Oh. It's like these NFTs that I've told you about that are gimmicks uh-huh. on this place called DraftKings, where you can buy a Tom Brady NFT, for example. And I have a couple of them, but it's a total gimmick because you can't leave DraftKings. So it doesn't matter that you have something that's on the blockchain technically, and it's like on the Polygon blockchain, whatever. Who cares if you can't move it? on the blockchain then who, who when gives you when you say move it does that mean just converting it to another coin no, like no, no. what I does mean, that mean it. i mean like send it to another wallet on a on a send it to another crypto wallet. Like so the, but you can still cash out right you can cash out but you're cashing out through traditional means like you i you're, see you're not able to leave the uh exchange basically that they've right. created for it which is bullshit it's a gimmick it's right. a total gimmick nft like the idea that what what um, DraftKings is selling as NFTs is silly. Because then that's not really the whole like decentralized exactly part of blockchain. There's, there's the thing nothing that makes, decentralized about. The thing it. that makes blockchain interesting is that it's decentralized. Well, you could argue that blockchain itself is interesting, but yeah, main, the main thing that gets people's titties hard and their dicks wet is that you it's decentralized enough for for them to uh, not have to count on one entity. Do you want a hard titty? I would love a, a wet dick, actually. Oh, okay. Thank just you. Ma- just checking. Yeah. What is KYC? Do all exchanges need KYC? I mean, KYC is know your customer. KYC is, as the governments of our world respect crypto more, they are demanding more knowledge about what users do. And there's a lot of people in blockchain who are resistant to that. They're like, well, fuck KYC. They should never know what I do. But frankly, it's this is actually extremely good for adoption, especially for your banks to stop coming down on your ass if you want to buy crypto. Yeah, it's extremely good to have. Eventually, there they know who you are when you're there, and that's only. And I'm only talking about like um, the exchanges. Like I'm not talking about your own personal blockchain wallet where everyone knows who you are. You don't have to be Vitalik Buterin, where everyone knows he's the founder of Ethereum. Everyone knows where his Ethereum is. Mm-hmm. You can see it on the public ledger. That's one of the benefits of crypto. That's why all the FUD about crypto is such nonsense because you can see these transactions. You can you can see them in a public ledger. If people wanted to rip people off using a bank account, that's all private. You can't see it. You don't yeah. know how they rip people off. If somebody stole money, and this happens all the time, and white hat hackers, white hat hackers help out with this often, money gets stolen. Mm-hmm. Somebody says my money got stolen and then white hat hackers can track where the money went on the public ledger because it's a blockchain. You can't do that with with private banks as far as like some private eye coming in and doing that without subpoenaing records and all kinds of stuff. So it's pretty cool. Uh, it's actually super transparent compared to the way that 
most things are done in our financial services right now. So you're for KYC? I am only because, look, I understand a lot of the arguments about it and the, you know, fuck regulation stuff. I get it. The crypto punk stuff, totally get it. But as far as getting more people into blockchain where they feel comfortable, I'm fine with having more regulation and more, as, as long as it's common sense regulation, it's not bullshit like New York City shit. Like people who know what they're regulating are involving themselves. I'm into that. And so, yeah, KYC is just a normal part of the process. If you want, you know, governments of the world to allow people to buy crypto easier, then KYC is going to be a part of that every time. I see. Okay. What is a DEX? A DEX is a decentralized exchange. It's it's basically a place where um, you nobody knows who you are. You're interacting with the exchange using a crypto wallet like metamask or coinbase wallet or whatever it is and you're able to transact on that exchange that hopefully has liquidity and you can um, make a swap that way Hmm. okay for for crypto that you're interested in usually they're ethereum but there's now binance smart chain has this thing called pancake swap that you can use and there's a bunch of different ones bunch 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 What's an AMM? What are examples of AMM and what are the differences between AMMs? How do I purchase coins on an AMM? So Uniswap is an AMM. SushiSwap is an AMM. PancakeSwap is an AMM. Why are they all foods? It's just gimmick stuff, but what it, is, what are, it's just branding. Okay, but what is it? Like you right, said- so automated market maker. Okay. Um, and the idea of it is like I can go there with my money and then I can transact my money for whatever coin I want. Okay. Quickly with liquidity that- um, is almost instant and especially recently they're very very liquid now yeah because i remember it not being it so always, liquid before yeah it used to be delays and like it would be you'd have to wait a lot so one yeah. time you had to send a, a video with you holding up your driver's license well that wasn't to an amen that oh, was to i know, a, know that's what i'm yeah, saying yeah, yeah, this is yeah, an evolution exactly um what are the differences between amms so, right. So, a, a centralized exchange like Coinbase uh-huh. or like Qcoin or um, Binance, they're the 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 clearinghouse for the crypto. Whereas with an AMM, it's just there's a deep liquidity pool there that you can get crypto from. Okay. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. What is slippage? Slippage is, well, it's, it's just a rate that um, if you're converting a certain crypto for something... It's the rate that you're maybe going to lose out on during the swap. Mm. So if you're comfortable with like... Because prices are always fluctuating. Exactly right. So like because prices are always in flux, if you're comfortable with losing like 1% or 2% or whatever it is... That happens when you sell uh, stocks or coins too. It's the same thing. Yeah. So yeah. So you just have to... It's based on what demand is at the time. And and in crypto and like, look, when it comes to fees too, a lot of people just know part of the game is you're just going to spend more money to make more money and so yeah. it's just part of the part of the part of the way it's it, the game goes it really is like the early days of the stock market because you used to have to go through a broker and then the agent would charge like huge commission fees there was like it used to be like a hundred dollars a trade babe yeah you don't even know uh some sometimes like recently i was quoted uh and i didn't do it but 
I was going to do an $800 fee for moving a couple grand around. Oh my gosh. Because Ethereum is just that crazy right now. That's insane. Because of the NFT congestion problem that we're having, which is no different than what CryptoKitties brought to Ethereum in 2017, 2018, which was just, um, it was basically another NFT too. It was like the first one on on Ethereum. But it was the same problem. It It just ended up congesting the Ethereum network so much that fees were crazy. So that would be called slippage. Well, no, no, no. The, the, the slippage is oh, just... The, is okay. Those are like the commission fees. The slippage right. is like just the money that you're losing based on fluctuation that yeah, you might lose. but you can preset it right. on these AMMs. Yeah, like you, you can, don't. You, you can, can say, I don't want to sell for less than this. Exactly right. Yeah. You can say like, I'm not going to sell it unless it's 2.5%. And frankly, I haven't been able to move anything without two, at least 2.5% slippage. So it sucks. Yeah, that's that does suck. That's something to consider. And when you're, you're paying fees. That's something to consider when you're moving stuff around. Big time. Okay, what is a five pod? What do crypto coins do? What crypto coins do you recommend buying? Okay, five pod is a Steve Green original. This is part of Crypto Corner where I tell people to get at least when you start in crypto, right? If you're if you're not sure what you're doing and you're like, well, I'm new, I always recommend people do the research. But if you're just new and you're like, well, I'm interested, I just want to buy some shit, get a tripod. Okay, that's Bitcoin, Ethereum, and a coin called like BNB or Binance mm-hmm. coin. Okay. And I, those are like the three mainstays are always like top three, top four, top five coins. This would be the equivalent of investing in an index. Like where exactly. it's just, it's the market. It's, it's the way that the market flows. It's comfortable. If yeah. you're, you're more comfortable and if you're newer, then if you have a drop, like what would happen in May, then you're not as you're, you're the sky's not falling as much. Mm-hmm. It, like, whereas if you're in an alt in May, you probably saw a 50% reduction minimum. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, and May was just a big crash that happened in crypto due to Elon Musk FUD. It's all good. We got through it. And uh, yeah, everyone who thought at the time that this is definitely over was wrong. But the point of it is, is that, you know, if you're, if you know more about why you bought something, you're less likely to sell it and you're more likely to accumulate it when it goes down. Absolutely. Same with stocks. Same with stocks. Yeah. And so I recommend the tripod and none of this is financial advice. This is just what I do personally. Yeah. We didn't put the disclaimer, but that always goes without saying this is for entertainment purposes only. This is not financial advice. I think we're very entertaining. We are very entertaining. Thank you. Look at his face. See? See? So yeah, no, but um, doing the tripod is extremely, I think, safe. Doing the five pod is something... That's more in line with what I actually do in crypto right now. And, and and the difference is, look, I'm not a hypocrite. When I say this is for new people, I'm not new at crypto. Mm-hmm. This is what I did personally to get a good position to make better moves later in crypto or more comfortable moves yeah. later in crypto. After you riskier moves. researched more and... Yeah, but the, the stacking the mainstays and just chilling on the mainstays was extremely beneficial to me. Mm-hmm. But then I had more leeway. I was able to make different moves. And so then I went more into the alt, right? And that's where I've been the whole time. So like when I say five pod, I say Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Binance. That's your tripod, right? Mm-hmm. That's what keeps your portfolio up. But the the five pod is about making your portfolio even sturdier where you add something like a V chain, you add something like Terra Luna, where you're adding things that are, you know, it's not your biggest part of your portfolio necessarily, mm-hmm. but you're able to get sicker multiples because they're lower market caps. That would be 
so when you're building a stock portfolio, these are like your the more risky, the riskier ones. Yeah. So and you, you just uh, align your bankroll with that, like. Yeah, and 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 some somebody asked me in Crypto Corner Discord if I could help define like market cap, right? So market cap is just about, you know, what's the what's the project worth? So like if I have a coin that's say there's 200 million tokens and it's worth $1. Mm-hmm. That means the market cap is $200 million. And and if the total supply is actually a billion, but there's only 200 million tokens, well then guess what? The market cap is still 200 million, but the fully realized market cap is 2 billion. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So so there's a difference you have to know how this stuff works if you're going to interact with it so you're not surprised by it later. Um, so yeah, that was just to answer a question that a crypto corner person had that I was I, told, I promised I would get to on this. Oh, cool. So you, you added it in. Yeah. You got an extra. A little extra. Um, how do I analyze if I should slash should not buy a coin? What do you personally look for look for before buying? Um, and then there's like some sub... Some sub questions like why don't I just buy a lawyer pr- lower price coin to get better returns? What oh what is market cap is right here? So you just went over oh, cool. that. Okay. Um, what are ratios? What is a white paper? Okay. Yeah. So when I analyze these coins, um, by the way, thank you so much, Chad, for the compiling these questions. Yeah. Shout out to Chad O for compiling he's, these questions. He's the best. He's a crypto corner mainstay. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. So when I'm analyzing a project, and I go over this all the time on Crypto Corner. Um, I'm looking at what it does, what the tokenomics are for it. And tokenomics is a crucial component to this, right? If a token, you know, you'll see this with like Sheeb or like um, fucking SafeMoon, where there's like, you know, billions and billions and billions of tokens or trillions of tokens or even quantillions of tokens sometimes in some of these shit coins. Like Ethereum X had quantillion, like a quad, I'm sorry, a quadrillion. You know, you're basically there's there's no room for the price to go up guys when people go like oh my god i have you know 100 billion ethereum x once it hits one dollar i'll have 100 billion dollars yeah guess what that's never going to happen in Mm -hmm. the history of time or space there's not enough people that could even make the price go up if it went there it'd be worth more than our entire money supply like times like a million Mm -hmm. so it's never going to happen but they Mm -hmm. don't know that they just know they have a huge amount of it and if it goes to a dollar that's worth a billion dollars yeah you and that's do what some, tricks a lot there's of people. Some, some math you have to be familiar with. It tricks a lot of people. Level. And unfortunately, it's it's like low-hanging fruit for some people to play games. Yeah. And they do that often. And so you'll never hear me say, go buy SafeMoon. <laughs> you'll never hear me say, go buy some shit coin. I don't do that shit. I, um, I buy things with fundamental um, value to them. Um, with some kind of a use case that I believe in personally and uh, with a team that I think can deliver that. And so you have to look at the white paper. You have to look at what it does. You have to look at who who the team is and like can they deliver What's that. What's the white paper? What is that? So white paper is a cryptos. Basically, they're basically going through the entirety of what they're going to do mm-hmm. with the project, what the project is at the beginning, yeah. what problem it solves, who the team is. They're going through the token distribution so it's basically like an annual part in, exactly in right. like stocks yeah but they're saying like hey we want you guys to know that we're gonna have like say 50 percent of the tokens are for the team and for marketing and whatever mm-hmm. and then you have to decide if you're comfortable with the team having 50 percent. i had a meeting with you remember this this yeah. was years ago it, it was a 
big company and they're going, they were going like, Hey, we want you to come in and we know that, you know, crypto stuff. Cause our friend told us about you and will you come be our spokesperson for this coin? And I was like, well, what's the distribution? Like, what does it, what does the coin do? They said, well, it's a 70% for the team and marketing. And I was like, 70% is not cool with me. Yeah. I cannot, I, I will not be able to go to anybody and say like, Hey, you guys should check out this token. Um, 70% of it, I know it go, is going to them, but like, you know, you get a little sliver of the 30%. I'll never be able, be able to show that comfortably ever. It's not worth it to me. Go fuck yourself. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I don't care. I, I, I won't do it. Why is that? Because uh, the, they could corrupt it? It's already corrupted. Yeah. They, they can just, they could just they can manipulate choose to it. wash trade it into oblivion and right. you're fucked anyway. You're, you're literally pumping the price for them to dump every time. Um, yeah. So they have they have con- complete control, just like our monetary system, like right where they can print as much dollars as they want to devalue your dollar, which is what they're doing to your bank account every day. Yeah. And that's what I'm against. So because unfortunately I know about crypto and why I like it, I can't be a sellout. It's the most frustrating thing. That makes sense. Where do you research your coins? Um, I go directly to the team websites. Coin Market Cap does a pretty good job. I think if you go to the read part of Coin Market Cap. They give a good summary, but you always got to go to the site yourself. I'm also going to do this in Crypto Corner because I, I was asked to do this recently. I kind of do this already on Crypto Corner. Yeah, you do a walkthrough. I do like a skimming yeah, part yeah. of it. But I, I'll go deeper for them, and especially when I'm talking about a coin that I'm like, I don't know, I've talked, I mean, dude, anybody on Crypto Corner who's been there the whole time, or even just if you've been there for a month, you know that I go deep on Terra all the time because I can't help it because um, I love the coins that I love. And so, yeah, I, I go deep and I tell you why and I tell you all the use cases and why I think it's going to outperform the market and Terra has. And I'm not surprised when that happens. Is there a coin called Nikki? There's not, but there's a wife called Nikki and she's my favorite. I read the wife. I just want you to go times. deep on Nikki. That's what I want. Anyway. I love that. Um, so <laughs> I, I personally love that. <laughs> where do you, um, how do you, how do you, how do I know where to buy a specific coin that I'm looking at? Right. So if you go to CoinMarketCap or CoinGecko and you click market, CoinMarketCap, you just click market and it'll show you all the exchanges it's listed on. It's like, it's super, it's listed out for you. And then what I want you to pay really close attention to is the volume, the volume of said exchange, right? So if it just says like gate.io or Qcoin or whatever, if it only has like, like $84 of volume, then it's not a healthy amount of volume. If you were to buy like say a thousand dollars worth, you're going to move the coin yourself and then you're not going to have anywhere to go. Right. If you want to leave. Yeah. You need, you need liquidity volume. and volume. To Otherwise get the fuck it doesn't out. matter if the price rises, you won't be able to sell Hell it. No, you can moon it's, it yourself. You can have slippage before you get anything. Damn right. Um, so uh, you mentioned this earlier, um, just like a question ago, but, uh, what is shilling and what is a shit coin slash meme meme coin? Anything with a unrealistic token supply is typically a complete shit coin. Um, I'm talking like, you know, if it's in the, the unrealistic billions and you know, a lot of people feel this way about Cardano. I personally am not a big Cardano fan because of the tokenomics of Cardano. Yeah. And I know that drives a lot of people crazy because people love Cardano and they love Charles Hoskinson. I like Charles Hoskinson personally. Every time he's on a podcast, every time he's on a fucking thing, I enjoy him. And he's the founder of Cardano, but I don't like the tokenomics of Cardano. I do realize that there's a vociferous community there. 75% of the tokens are staked, but you know, I'd prefer to buy something that is more realistic tokenomics wise. Yeah. That's all. Okay. Well, like, what, which, Cardano doesn't which, have smart contracts. 
They've been out for how long? How long has Cardano existed? There's no apps. This is a basic. We don't okay, know. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, we don't know. Sorry. What is shilling? Shilling is what you see when you're watching a YouTuber, frankly, a, a crypto YouTuber, and they're paid by somebody to tell you about a coin. They're basically reading it to you, and that's shilling. And that oh, happens okay. all the fucking time. Yeah. All the motherfucking that's time. Since the beginning of time, yes. like in traditional media, that they just, you're getting paid to advertise, basically. Yes, which is what the... That one company tried to do with me, and I told them to go fuck themselves because yeah. I am not going to shill something if I can't, if it's not for crypto. Yeah. I don't care. Along those lines, what's a pump and dump? A pump and dump is a coin that uh, a project, you know, they found it, they built up a lot of hype, they told everyone go buy this, and then they rug pull everybody by basically selling all of it mm-hmm. while you're holding it. Right. That's a pump and dump. They took your money and took your left, money left and they it. walked away from it. And now there's no liquidity for it. There's no volume for it. You cannot exit. You are fucked. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. Okay. I live in the US and want to purchase a coin that's only on Binance.en. How do I purchase it? You can't. Um, you have to wait for it to get listed wherever you like reside. Where yeah, wherever you're at. Yeah. Um you cannot use a VPN. You may not. You cannot. You may not. Are there any tax consequences involving involved in dealing with crypto? If so, is there any tax software you recommend using? Okay, I recently addressed this on Crypto Corner, the last one. If you go on there, you'll see it. I don't remember off the top of my head what the software or what the website was. Basically, I track all my shit in Binance. Or I'm sorry, in um, uh, FTX or um, what used to be Blockfolio. Mm-hmm. Any in-kind crypto-to-crypto transaction is a taxable event. You do have to write that down. You do have to report that. Don't fuck around. Don't be stupid. Report that shit. Mm -hmm. Um, The whole point of crypto is that we're trying to make the old world accept us whether they fucking like it or not. And so one of the worst things you could do for that is be one of the assholes that the media tries to brand you to be and be like, I'm trying to avoid all this shit. Yeah. So don't do that. Tell everyone, you know. Be responsible. They're going to find you. They're going to find you. Yeah. Don't fuck around. The consequences are more. They're insane. And, and the IRS worth, is, is dedicating more people than ever to this shit. So don't fuck around. What is an ATH? ATH is all-time high. So like if a crypto just hit the ATH, it hit the all-time high. It's like a ceiling? Yeah. Well, it's, it's the a new recent, ceiling. recent ceiling. Oh, okay. And uh, yeah. It it uh it doesn't mean anything more than that. Okay, what is lump sum versus dollar cost average? Which is better? Well, it depends on your own personal strategy. Yeah. I I do both. So what I'll do is if I'm interested in a coin, I get excited about it. I'll buy. I'll go ham on it day one mm-hmm. that I'm comfortable at my entry. Where I'm like, this is a good entry. I like it. I'll buy a lot of it that day. Mm-hmm. And then I typically dollar cost average after that. Ah, I see. So then I lower my average after that. If it's continuing to go down. If it's continuing to go down, but no matter what, it, yeah. Yeah, it could be going up. That's fine. But if chances it's still are, in the vicinity of where you want to buy chances it. Chances are it's it's in a range. Yeah. And and so it's not necessarily going up or down. Uh-huh. Um, but if it does go up, then, and I want to add to my stack, it's not the end of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, but I typically don't buy green. I usually buy red, but I just recently... Um, did the opposite of that pretty hardcore so because you wanted to because you wanted to do was that good 
it was that good and I, I felt like the potential was that good where I had to break my own rule because I just was like, you know what, I think this is this thing's gonna ten X no matter what. And if if I'm wrong and it only like five X's or three or, or six X's, it's great anyway. Yeah. So I might as well just buy now because the volume was so low on it that I broke my own rule for it. I see. Yeah. Doesn't that worry you if the volume's low? It it typically does, but this one was an unpumped gem, is what we call it. I see. It's Crypto before Corner. it's before it before gets it really the, really pumped. Yeah, Luna was like that before exactly you that. when you were buying it. And yeah. and you know there were people who were trepidatious about Luna even at fifteen bucks. Yeah, and we were talking about Luna, you know, then and then we were talking about Luna when it dumped to five bucks, mm-hmm. and then you know went to thirty five bucks and beyond. So that's. And it'll go even beyond that. So that's why we we do that. We do it to get sick positions for the run. And One of my favorite investors, Phil Town, um, recommends buying your favorite. He calls them wonderful companies. So it'd be the yes. equivalent to a token that you're you're sniping, that you're exactly. waiting for. Um, I love so, that you use my terminology. Thank yeah, you. <laughs> that you're, uh, so you're waiting for it to get to a certain price point, an entry point, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, you have this sum of money and you're just waiting. He recommends going in tranches, which is four. And and so like when it starts to get in the vicinity of where you want it, like pretty much there, then you put your first tranche in. And then as it continues to go lower, you buy in tranches. So you just continue to buy down. So that way it average it dollar cost averages it in tranches in lump sum like you're getting your whole lump sum in but also averaging it down i love that um i think that's great usually when i am getting into a coin there's a in crypto the world moves fast yeah much faster than traditional finance Oh, that's true yeah and so i've tried that before but i promise you on day five when it's gone up a, a cent a day, uh-huh. your mind is not yourself. Right. Uh-oh. Yeah, because you knew. Yeah. And I, so there's one that I recently got all the corners into and I was buying at 17. Mm-hmm. And this thing just fucking exploded to 28 cents. Mm-hmm. And I was like, God damn it, Steve, you <laughs> fucking piece of shit. <laughs> now, granted, my dollar cost average is like 22 cents. Yeah, yeah. It was just all. But like, you know, it's very frustrating when you. You were there. Were there and you yeah. knew why it was going to go up and then. uh all right, we have to take a break. Yeah. But when we come back, we have a, a bunch more basic questions. Love They're it. all going to get answered. If you are anxious about one getting answered, stay tuned. It'll get answered. Buy whatever we tell you to buy or download yeah. and tell our sponsors that we sent you. And we love you. It's a great way to support the show. Uh, we'll see you after the break. Hey, thanks for listening to our podcast. We just want to take a break to tell you to like, thanks for listening to our podcast. And if you want to rate it, that would be really awesome for us. Like, Listen, we're on break. We're not talking to you like podcast hosts right now. We're just talking to you like people. As a friend. And we just want to say, please rate the show because it helps out huge amounts. Like, we're not desperate. We're, like, kind of desperate. We're giving shout-outs right now to all the people who are giving it ratings. So, huge shout-out right now to Brian Jorgensen. That was sick of you, dude. Thank you. God bless. Uh, huge shout-out right now to Mark. Mark W. in Springfield, Connecticut. Back to our podcast. Jenny Blythe. Hey, back to our podcast. In Tuscany, and Florida. back to our podcast. God bless you. Thank you. Steven. Huge. Thank you for supporting the show. <laughs> okay, welcome back. We are going to answer the rest of your crypto questions today. The fuck is that voice? It's my radio announcer voice. Oh. You don't like it? I loved it. All right. Steve Green. Please up don't to stop. the plate. Please don't stop doing it. All right. I got a couple questions for you, Steve Green. Thanks. What is a bull market? 
Yeah, bull market is just like when things are going up, right? Everyone agrees it's time to buy things. Yeah, they use this in the stock market too. So like the horns pointing up, the bear claw is going down. So a bear market is when the market's going down. I've also heard that bears hibernate, where which a bull would never do. Oh, right, right. So there you go. Bull would never hibernate. They would never do it. Bulls ain't no hibernating They're not pussies. no bitches. Yep, thank you. Okay, how do we know what market, bull or bear, we are currently in? How do you anticipate these markets? Okay, so every time in the, you know, in crypto specifically, if there's a Bitcoin happening event, right, which happens like every four years roughly. The happening. Right. Um, the amount of Bitcoins that get mined per, that gets mined per day um, gets cut in half. So the difficulty of mining Bitcoin goes up. Mm. When that happens, it tends to signify to signify and signal the beginning of the next bull market. And it's really not apparent at the time. I promise you. It'll seem like everything's going sideways. It'll seem like everything's going sideways, maybe even diagonally down. But slowly over time during that, if you were buying those lows during the bear market, by the time that everyone realizes the bull market is back, you're way up on everyone else. You're killing them. So for example, this would have been 2017. Uh, uh, just prior to 2017, yeah, was the last happening, and then you would have gotten in on the happening in 2020. Mm, okay. In like uh, May 2020, I believe, and then um, I remember because I I turned to Bart and Joe, we were at JK, and I said, the next six months are going to be are going to blow your fucking minds uh-huh. with crypto, and like back then, everybody said crypto is dead. Like, yeah, yeah, I remember. It, it, it didn't make any sense to say anything like that. And they both just looked at me like, whatever. Um, but, but you know, obviously we're at where we're at. Yeah. I mean, November last year. <laughs> and it's only because, and it's not because I'm so smart or anything like that. I just, I've been around. I know this is my third bull market right now. And I've seen this all happen before. And you have to respect that it's a cycle. It's not just some, you know, fad that everyone says is happening. Or your parents always say, well, crypto, you'll never get your money back. They, they don't know anything about it. You have to respect that it's a market and it's a cycle that's happening. Um, what is a dip and what is going parabolic? So a dip is just when things are going down. Going parabolic is when things are going insanely up, right? So like Ethereum, when I was buying Ethereum at eight bucks, it went parabolic. It went to $1,200, right? And that wasn't instantaneous. It went from eight bucks to... 20 bucks to 18 bucks to 28 bucks to 26 bucks to 32 bucks to, you know what I mean? Yeah. It was, it was a ladder going up, but you know, and I remember at the time I was at a uh, YouTube conference called Playlist Live in Florida and I was telling this guy, I was like, yeah, man, I was buying this thing called Ethereum. And I, I was like, I made 80 grand off of it so far. He's like, you made 80 grand off of something? I was like, how much did you spend? I was like, I'm like, I spent like. 15k he's like sell it right now and i was like i don't think i'm gonna do that he's like just sell it right now that doesn't happen you mm-hmm. don't get that kind of he was like an agent he was like a big agent or whatever yeah he's you don't you know you don't get that kind of return on investment an agent you said an agent yeah yeah it sounded like you said an asian he was an asian agent <laughs> no i'm kidding yep. no he's just an agent yeah and so and then um i didn't thank god because like ethereum was only like 80 75 bucks back then yeah but yeah it was like that's what I mean. Like, he just didn't know what the fuck he's talking about. He's just trying to tell us. Well, because in the stock market. Yeah, no, look, okay. the multiples are insane. Yeah. But I knew why I bought it. Mm-hmm. I knew why I thought it was going to 
I even told you at the time, I was like, I think it's going to a thousand. Yeah. And it did. Um, what is alt season? How do we know whether or not we're in alt season? So alt season is dependent on a thing called Bitcoin dominance, where if you took the entire crypto market cap and you put it all together, right? Um, the amount that Bitcoin dominates that percentage wise is Bitcoin dominance. Okay. So right now, Bitcoin dominance tonight is at 41%. What's it typically at? Mm, depends because it, it fluctuates. But if it's not a alt season, if it's not alt season at all, it's probably in the 60% range or okay. higher. So the lower it goes, the the more it's alt season. The more it's alt season, the more the alts are focused on, which is why people will ask me all the time in Crypto Corner, how come Bitcoin's so stagnant? I'm like, well, look, this is just part of the cycle. Mm-hmm. Bitcoin is not the focus right now. The alts are the focus. Ethereum is another alt as well. And so that's just what's happening right now per the cycle. And anyone who's heard me talk about this for a couple of years now knows that this is very, a very consistent way of looking at this that I have because it's just the historical trend. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's how you have confidence in yep. that. Yep. Yeah. And I think you told me before that it goes Bitcoin and then Ethereum and then the lower alts because Ethereum became so, so much, so big. Exactly right. Yeah. Um, okay. Say, Bitcoin is the snowplow. I've d- described this the whole, like this the whole time. Bitcoin is the snowplow that clears the road for the rest of the market. Got it. Yep. Um, what is your exit strategy and what do I do if and when my coins have gone parabolic? So when I, I'm, I'm waiting for something to happen, which is Bitcoin dominance going down into the 30s. Mm-hmm. Bitcoin dominance is down into the 30s percent wise, I will be formulating my exit. I will probably be, I will, and I say probably because I haven't done it yet, but I will be exiting 90% of my stack, all of my stack, into fiat, into US dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know exactly um, how that distribution will work yet, but I plan on cashing out. At a minimum, one Bitcoin, thirty-two Ethereum, probably a thousand Luna, and then uh, I haven't decided how much of the other coins that I'm going to keep yet. Yeah. So we'll see. Okay. Um, what is FUD, and what causes FUD? So FUD's called fear, uncertainty, and doubt. And FUD, perfect example of FUD is what just happened with Elon Musk. Yeah, I remember you said that, but I didn't know what it meant. So right. So Elon told everyone that Bitcoin's environmentally un- like not sound. Mm-hmm. Okay. And here's the bullshit of that. Like, there's a lot of people, by the way, who really believe this, and they're not wrong to think it, but they have to understand the actual economics that miners deal with. There's a reason why China just kicked a lot of miners off of hydroelectric electric power. I was telling people this in like, you know, when it was happening in May. Mm-hmm. Predominantly, miners have to seek alternative means of energy because just plugging it into your wall is going to suck ass for you. Like you're going to be spending so much more in power. If you don't seek out alternative means of energy then you're fucked, which is why mostly miners were already doing that. They were doing hydroelectric power. They were doing all kinds of different alternatives than most people even think. And unfortunately, and, and this is what always happens, right? The media will write about crypto and they don't know anything about crypto because when you read the articles, if you know anything about crypto, you see the things that they have no clue about, but they say them matter of factly. And you're like, well, that's not at all true. Mm-hmm. And so the idea that Elon was trying to save crypto by being like, well, we're going to be more environmentally friendly. We're going to adopt Dogecoin, which is a clone of Bitcoin. They just took the same exact 
like way that the, the cryptography of Bitcoin. Yeah. They cloned it. It has a different token supply, yes. Different tokenomics, if you will. But it's the same exact infrastructure. It's mined the same way. It's the same shit, exactly. Yeah. So it has the same power problem if you were to scale it up with the way that, that he wanted to with, with Mark Cuban. Mm. But that's why Elon was playing a game and it worked. They were able to, to lower the price of Bitcoin for a while mm. and they were able to accumulate more Bitcoin that way. And Kathy Wood, who was one of the biggest shareholders of Tesla, mm-hmm. was also one of the biggest buyers of Bitcoin during that period. Go oh. fucking figure. Even though they're saying it. It's a shock, Dickie. I'm crying, shocked and crying about it. Exactly. I got it. Okay. It's a game. And, 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 and look, so conversely, on the other side of that coin, Elon has recently come out and said, well, yeah, he feels very satisfied with how Bitcoin adjusted. Well, what happened? What changed? Yeah. Did the environment change nope. <laughs> did the cryptography change nope uh china kicked out a bunch of miners and frankly they were all they were mostly using hydroelectric power anyway they mostly went to texas they mostly went to other countries that have low power yeah so what changed like that's Got that's it. the ir- just, irony of it it was just a game facade it was a game like i was saying back then and it was so obvious and unfortunately a lot of people who read frankly too much news where they just buy into whatever the fuck the news is saying mm. and they don't understand the underlying things about crypto they just bought it hook line and sinker and just went well crypto is probably bad and frankly there's a lot of fomo that goes on and on with that too where people who feel like they they probably missed out and they wish they put money in yeah they get to say they get to grave dance on crypto and say well it was fucked anyway yeah of course and they were wrong again am i shocked no it happens every time um, what is a degenerate or a degen? A degenerate is what, frankly, what people think that I am <laughs> when it comes to crypto, but I'm actually very careful. I'm actually, no. um, very, very careful. Well, you, you, you do bits about it and sometimes I know, I know. people take your bits seriously. Like we, we, we knew how funny it was to say, I sold my car for crypto. Yeah. I mean, technically. I knew what I was doing. You sold your car and then took that money and put it into crypto. So yes. technically on, true. on a technical level. Sure, you could use that, but the it's a clickbait bit to say, you know, I, I was so desperate I had to sell my car for crypto. So the best thing about that is that we were already thinking about selling my car for years. Yeah. My car, because of the used car market, mm-hmm. was worth a lot more than it probably should be worth. Yeah. And, and a lot more than it would be two years from now. Which is when it would be a 10-year-old car. Mm-hmm. So, and frankly, actually less than that, like a year and a half from now. Yeah. So I was like, oh man, this would be a great time to sell it. And I know what I would buy with it. And already this run, I really haven't put any fiat money into crypto. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know, I do know one crypto because I don't want to take from my Luna stack. It's I'm really happy with that. I do know one crypto that I want to buy that I could I don't have to take from any other crypto to buy. Mm-hmm. I don't have to weaken my positions to buy. So I was like, this is a perfect time to just sell my car. Yeah. Dump that money into crypto. Because it's like, oh, but don't you need to buy another car? Well, no, not really because no. I never leave my house. So he just he just drives my car. And then when whenever we do happen to need another car, it'll be past the bull market. And then we'll oh, just... Yeah. We'll just buy a car then. But that's so that's what's so funny too is that like my car was a two door. Like my car was like yeah. never used. I didn't either really like it anymore. Yeah. I know you loved it. I loved but it. It, it the yeah. Mini Coopers are fun to drive. Yeah, it's just that I just didn't feel like you took care of yours, so 
Well, I did enough where, yeah. you know, the, the, the kind folks. They said, assessed it. They said that well, this, yeah. I took care of it like a motherfucker. But it's because I never drove it. Yeah. Frankly, I didn't do anything exemplary. I just never drove the damn thing. Yeah, I mean, same. My car is a 2014. So it's eight, almost eight years old. Um, Seven, almost eight <laughs> yeah, years old. That's right. And it's crazy because it, I remember buying it's it with at, you. I know. It's at 58,000 miles. Yeah, and so mine. So was, that's like far less than ten thousand a year. And mine's a year less than yours, and it was at fifty five thousand miles. And so that's what people don't realize is that me and you never go anywhere. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah. So, and we were paying insurance on it. So it's like, man, I I actually had to really have a moment with myself where I'm like, bro, last time you drove this car was two months ago, and you drove it just because you knew the gas was chilling in the tank. You wanted to drive it around just to be good for the car. Oh, you know I didn't saying? know that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I didn't use it ever. Yeah. So, and we're paying insurance on it, and it was just stupid. And we want to expand our family soon. So I'm like, we have to have a four-door car anyway. So, yeah. like, it was perfect. But, yeah, that, it's just so funny that, yeah, it, people will always think what they want to think. Okay, back to crypto, though. Yeah. Uh, what is an airdrop? So if, if you have a wallet, uh, and I just decided to send you a crypto that you don't know about you've never heard of in your life and i made this project yeah but you could do because it's a public ledger uh-huh that's called an airdrop but lately and that, that was like the 2017 version of an airdrop uh-huh projects use that to gain attention to their projects that's still done but now it's done in order to not just gain attention and advertising for your project but it's done to bring attention to it and people who are willing to either stake it or use your coin um, and provide security to your network, which is what staking coins are about, which is why crypto is about to be more environmentally friendly than most people even know, because proof of stake is about to be the mainstay of of crypto, not proof of work, which I talked about in the last one. Yeah. So I won't expand on that. Yeah. Go watch the last one if you want to listen to it. damn right. Okay. What is a snapshot? A snapshot is when um, when they're going to provide an airdrop to a blockchain, they take a snapshot of all the people who are staked. Usually, mm-hmm. it could be any it could be any reason. By the way, it doesn't you don't have to be staked on it. You could just be on the network, or you could be a holder of the coin in mm-hmm. particular. But the snapshot these days, the 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 nomenclature is you are probably staked on something like Terra Luna, and we're going to provide you say one token for every. Or like 0.5 tokens for every one token you have staked. So kind of is like dividends a little exactly bit. Right. Yeah. Exactly right. Exactly. Okay. It's exactly right. Um, what is a Genesis airdrop? Genesis airdrop is usually done to provide the most thank you to stakers mm. to basically say like, hey, so every week we're, we're going to provide 0.5 um, of these tokens as an airdrop to thank you for helping to provide security to this network. Hmm. But for the Genesis airdrop, we're going to do 1.5. Oh. So you're getting way more. Yeah. Which is, you know how this works, like, between you and me, because I'm like, hey, baby, there's a Genesis airdrop tonight. Yeah, I never know what you're saying. Yeah. But it's it's always huge. Yeah. It's it's way bigger than than it normally is. I see. And, um... It's super and it's super beneficial. It, it it brings a lot of attention to the project, but frankly, I mostly just dump them. <laughs> I which, see. Which crypto corners know the coin that you want. Yes. All right. What is leverage trading? 
Leverage trading is something I don't recommend. It's when you are you're basically using money, uh, you're using a certain amount of collateral that you have, and then you're borrowing against that in order to trade at higher multiples. Mm -hmm. And you really shouldn't do that. I don't recommend that, and I don't endorse any of that. And I never talk about that on Crypto Corner ever. Okay, good, good to know. Yeah. Um, what's yield farming? Yield farming is, I mean, it's really what it sounds like. You're you're trying to get more of a yield for whatever token it is that you're interested in. Mm -hmm. So you usually have to um, trade out, you know, whatever your token is for the LP token or the liquidity provider token of that. And then you are farming the yield of that. So you're getting more of that token in return for you being the liquidity provider for that token. Oh, okay. I kind of get it. You kind of get it? Yeah. Just think of it like this. If there's some... like. Like we talked about AMMs earlier. Yeah. Automated market makers. If there's a token where nobody is, there's no liquidity for it. Mm -hmm. And you decide to say, well, guess what? I have 5,000 of those. I'll be your liquidity provider for this token. Okay. I'm going to get a nice percent to provide that liquidity. And I'm actually providing a service to people who are trying to get that token as well. I see. So I get paid for that. Okay. Yeah. Um, what is APR and where can I utilize them? So APR is annual percent uh, annual percentage rate. Mm -hmm. Return. And, yeah. What's that? Return. Uh. Well. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what you're getting. Mm -hmm. Like. Right. So. But that's what it stands for. Annual percentage rate. Okay. And then uh, APY is annual percentage yield. But the idea of it is like it's how much am I getting for what the work that I'm doing. Mm -hmm. So like if you're on say mirror protocol which is a, a, a terra thing layman's terms don't worry about it i'm just you can it's about how much you're getting per day right is the apr versus the apy well it actually depends it actually really depends but the apy is how much you're receiving okay does that make sense yeah cool okay what is impermanent loss impermanent loss is if okay so if you um like like with mirror protocol for example and just imagine it's like the stock market on crypto okay so you're not actually trading stocks um but if you want to you can become a liquidity provider for mirror protocol and part of that is you are taking your mirror tokens and you are trading them for what's called a liquidity provider token mm -hmm. so it's not mirror okay so if you are hanging out in 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 the LP token, and you're making like a nice APR. What's the LP token? A liquidity provider token. Oh, okay. If you're hanging out in the LP token, uh -huh. and you're making like a nice APR, let's say it's sixty percent. Okay. But let's say that mere three X's, mm -hmm. or uh, while you're hanging out in the LP token, well, you suffered what's called impermanent loss. You, if you were to take your LP tokens and trade them back into Mirror, you are down three X from where Mirror went was when you oh. went in. So it's a it's a true um, risk when it comes to being a liquidity provider for a lot of these places, and that's the downside. Yeah, I don't see much upside to being a liquidity. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what it is: the upside to being a liquidity provider for a lot of these places is during a bear market. Oh, because to keep the coin going, to, to keep the you're keeping it liquid while the token doesn't run. Okay. The token is usually sideways or going downwards. 
There's not a lot of volume. So and now it's because you don't want to lose your money. Like you're, it's a protected a protection, or well, no? You're really just trying to get stack cool percentages for your token. Because you get a certain percentage for having a liquidity provider token. Exactly right. Okay, and that makes sense. It's usually pretty fixed too. It depends though on how many people are using it. But yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So um, that's the risk. What's what is a liquidity pool? Why do some liquidity pools have really high APRs? Right. So liquidity pool is just the. Um, you know, it's it's a it's a group of people that are the liquidity providers. Exactly. It's it's just a it's whoever. I mean, it could be one person. It's just about how many people are able to provide liquidity to that token. Mm-hmm. And so the pool would be like if it's me and Nikki and like Chad say, and there's three of us, and there's a token that we have called Chad Coin, mm-hmm. and like we're the liquidity providers for Chad Coin. Um, and then what was the second part of the question? Uh, why do some liquidity pools have really high APRs? Yeah, so then if we're the only people who are providing liquidity for Chatcoin and there's nobody who is um, um, getting liquidity from it yet, then the APR would be higher until people start to join our liquidity pool. And then once that happens, then it starts to lower and lower and lower as more people use it, which is why, you know, I love Anchor Protocol and I believe Anchor Earn is really dope and... Um, you know, right now it's like 19.6% or something like that, mm-hmm. just as a savings account, just on stable coins. But I fully anticipate, and so does the Anchor team, and so does Do Kwan, the founder of Terra, that to go down because the more people that use it, the less tenable that becomes as a fixed rate. Got it. Yeah. Okay. What is a whale? Oh, just a whale is just somebody who controls a huge amount of the supply and they can manipulate the market as they see fit. Yeah. Like... um. Warren Buffett is a whale. A big time whale. If he moves too too much or too fast, he can tank the market. If take, he buys take the stock that if he's he even in. buys something, people will buy it yeah. because Warren Buffett bought it. He's a huge whale. But it's harder for him to move his money around because he's losing money as he's selling because he's changing, making the market go down. Like as he's selling the, so he's losing money as he's exactly. selling. So it's it takes a lot of thought for him to pull out of something or move. Yep. Move money around because he's such a whale. One of my favorite moments in crypto, and I won't say what I did or whatever, but there was a Reddit post made about a buy that I that I had at the time, because mm-hmm. and I I felt like a whale, like I was like, wow, I was like, I'm just sitting here in my pajamas, and like, and somebody was like, the whales are here, and they <laughs> talked about this specific order that I did. That's cool. And I was like, that's I'm just some guy in his fucking fun. jammies. <laughs> jammies. Yeah. What's an ICO? ICO is an initial coin offering. It's sort of like an IPO for stocks. Oh, okay. But, um, you know, it's, it's basically this, the coin is rolling out and you have an op- opportunity to buy it at the bottom barrel, barrel prices. Get at the ground floor. And if it's a bull market, that's super attractive time to buy something. If it's a, if it's a bear market, you are fucked. <laughs> I've seen it up close and personal. Okay. What's an NFT and what can make it unique? So an NFT is um, a non-fungible token. It's basically... Um, and, and a lot of people only know it as art right now, but it's really not just that. But but let's talk about it as art. So like, let's say I took, um, you know, a Picasso. Okay. Or, or, or I, I like to say the Mona Lisa because yeah. the Mona Lisa, everyone knows where the Mona Lisa is. It's at the Louvre in yeah. Paris. So if I had the Mona Lisa on my wall, I mean, Nikki had a house party and people were like, oh, is that the Mona Lisa? Nobody's going to say that because everyone knows the Mona Lisa is in Paris at the Louvre. But if I was Leonardo da Vinci and I said, hey, everybody, this is where the Mona Lisa is. 
and I gave an Ethereum address and it was the only Mona Lisa, yeah. then I am as an artist declaring the origin of this uh, piece of work. That's where it sits. That's where it is. And this is the only one. And due to cryptography and the way that blockchain works, there is only as many as I declare there are mm -hmm. as the artist. So I could say there's 25 Mona Lisas and there's only 25 or whatever. But yeah. we all know this is the one. Yeah. And so we all know that the one is where it is. And that's what NFTs provide. They provide you a unique signature that cannot be duplicated, cannot be replicated, cannot be dummied or faked. It is the only true one as issued by the creator, mm. which is super useful, beneficial. And, you know, so a way to expand your thinking about NFTs is like medical records could be NFTs. You know what I mean? Like, okay. Like it's not just about art. It's you could take someone's medical history and make it an NFT and that would be beneficial to doctors who don't have to worry about, you know, handwriting, which mm -hmm. kills a certain amount of people every year. Oh, I don't know yeah. if you know that. Yeah. Doctors handwriting. I've heard about that. Kills a certain amount of people every single year because of the way that they write prescriptions. If you put that on the blockchain instead and it's an immutable ledger that cannot be fucked with, cannot be altered or changed. Um, that has a real world value to it. So don't think of NFTs as just art, even though that's what it is right now, JPEGs and GIFs and all kinds of shit. Mm -hmm. It's deeper than that. There's a real use case to it. And there's a crypto out there that I'm very interested in right now called SmartKey that basically takes, um, you know, real world uh, use cases that we all use all the time, mm -hmm. right? Like um, ride sharing or like um, what we just did with Airbnb in San Diego. Yeah puts it on the blockchain using um, almost like a, you know how when you get a pair of headphones mm -hmm. and you decide to pair it with your phone, mm -hmm. it uses Bluetooth. It uses a language yeah. that your headphones understand. So it doesn't matter if you bought Sony. It doesn't matter if you bought Beats by Dre. You're pairing it with the same language to your device. Well, that's what smart keys trying to do with crypto and real world devices provide a language that gets used no matter what you have mm. and it can be paired with blockchain in the same way so real world devices so like if you were if you if we were to take our our place right now our condo and we put it up on airbnb using this technology we could know as soon as somebody walked in the door using um the sim card of their phone we could tell how long they stayed in our place because they their SIM card opened the locks. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then when they left, we know when they left. And so using cryptography, we would know in a very intelligent way to the second how much to bill them for being in our place. Huh. It's crazy shit. That's really cool. Yep. Or really bad if you're the person trying to get away with a late checkout and hope no oh, one man. notices. Those yeah. late checkout people will, not, will pay. They will not load us. They will pay. All right, guys. Well, that has been the end of both episodes of Crypto 101. Yeah. If you have any further <coughs> questions or you want to know more, you want to get on a deeper level, um, you can always check out Crypto Corner on our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash sticky. It's five bucks. Like, it, like you, any tier is welcome. It's not like we don't close it off to... Nope. Uh, higher tiers or anything so you know you. you get five bucks for get the whole month steve's on there multiple times a week usually um at least once a week and, and also got the money man on there now too oh yeah the okay. money man is steve's brother kenny, kenny. 
who is like his his He's my crypto protege. protege. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, thanks for listening. I hope this was helpful for you. If you have any further questions, you can also leave them in the comments. Um, if they're basic questions that you think didn't get answered and maybe we'll touch on it later. Hit us up. Um, and yeah, that's it. I don't have anything else that's to all say. I have. I hope, um, happy bull market to you. And to, and to yours. And to yours. And to yours. Thank you. This is shit they don't tell you. Goodbye. Goodbye.